0: And we are tidying up loose ends right now, ladies and gentlemen, on what is the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you are going to find anywhere. This right here in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine and as always ladies and gentlemen go ahead and drop that thumbs up give a like on the show and hit that subscribe button what that tells us at TDA is that we gotta continue providing you giving you supplying you with the best news notes and coverage on your Alabama Crimson Tide it's because of you that we're over 8,000 subscribers strong on the YouTube channel but before I Get into the conversation and settle this debate on Tua Tagovailoa versus Joe Burrow once and for all. Got an update here for you, and it comes from one Tua Tagovailoa. As for a lot of people here, in terms of the draft, a lot of your draft analysts, draft experts, people of the NFL personnel, they feel as though Tua would be more of a risk than a reward. The draft in the top five or top ten of the venue next month. And while it is a popular thought to have uh, Tua Tangavangoa, according to one Ian Rappaport, National Insider for NFL Network, Tua receive some big news on Thursday. Now, throughout this entire draft process, his main goal has been to win the medical. He's always talked about, I want to win my medical. My job is to win the medical. I want to make sure I'm meeting with my team and we're, and we're keeping up on all the assignments I have to do. And at each checkpoint, at each stop, at each station, he has received a very, very strong, very positive news. The faith, the work ethic, the determination of this young man is absolutely incredible. And uh, on uh, Thursday, the biggest piece of the news hit. Going back to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, he stated how Tua vangoa received his final recheck for his medical from the NFL scouting combine, and it came back overwhelmingly positive. All 32 teams, all 32 teams in the NFL, they appointed one team doctor. And that one doctor performed as thorough as a examination on Tonga Angola and doctors and trainers got a chance to have their input on what would transpire what would happen what type of test would they take the former Alabama quarterback through and after thorough exam everything came back good everything came back clean Tua has thoroughly completed he has thoroughly fulfilled all medical requirements everybody in the nfl has all the information needed to know on one to tour tango and this is a huge deal because now the top five the top 10 of next month's draft have no excuse you have the information you have the tests you have the procedures everything known about Tonga vangola they have it so the ball is firmly in their court Just a huge congratulations to Tua in fulfilling the medical requirement. But we now dive into the first topic of conversation, which is settling this debate, the final topic of conversation, settling this debate between Tua Tangavangoa and Joe Burrow. The NFL draft is next month, April 23rd through the 25th in Paradise, Nevada, and Despite the global crisis going on, the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, Commissioner Roger Goodell still wants to have this draft. Goodell still wants to have this thing in place, this thing in order. And in the draft, the most talked about position at this point, the quarterback position, the two players thought to be the highest in this class at that spot. Joe Burrow of LSU, Tua Tagovailoa of Alabama. Both guys projected to be top five picks. Uh, When you look at, of course, the talent that both guys have, they're both highly talented, highly skilled, highly capable of taking teams to perennial playoffs and uh, potential Super Bowls and hopefully win some Super Bowls. And just in terms of uh, Burrow for a second here, Everything Burrow gained uh, in 2019, he earned it. The 5,671 passing yards, the 60 touchdowns, every individual accolade, including the Heisman Trophy, the National Championship, the Southeastern Conference title, everything Joe Burrow got last year, he earned it. I have nothing against Joe Burrow I have nothing against him personally whatsoever. I think he's a tremendous talent. I think he's a very, very solid prospect. And hopefully he has a good career. My thing is, is when you have people that proclaim to be experts in this thing, people that proclaim to be the authority in this thing, people that proclaim to be analysts of this thing, when you look at the draft and NFL Uh, personnel as we know them and they come up with off the wall statements that's what bothers me and here we have a guy and as the tweet is coming up on screen here eric crocker eric crocker who played one season in the national football league for the new york jets in 2013 of his five year football career he spent four years in the Arena Football League, the AFL, where he won an Arena Bowl championship with the San Jose Sabercats in 2015. He does a podcast show. And according to Crocker, he was in a conversation with fans on social media as the topic was discussing Burrow and Tonga who's the better prospect, who would be the better pick, who would get picked higher? Who would fulfill all the superlatives when you discuss winning Super Bowls, multiple playoff appearances? Who will be the biggest marquee guy, the biggest uh, substantial, substantial success in the NFL? And uh, Crocker's comment, his answer, his rebuttal was, I had the best group of wide receivers in college football with Jerry Judy Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Henry Ruggs. So he had no excuse to be inconsistent. LOL. He's not even close to Joe Burrow. Statements like that bother me because people make it seem as if Joe Burrow was throwing to Dorothy and the cast of the Wizard of Oz. People make it seem as if Joe Burrow was throwing to cast-offs, scrubs, no-names, blue chippers. Just like Tua had dudes, Joe Burrow had dudes. Justin Jefferson was no slouch now. Jefferson will be a first to second round pick in next month's draft. Jamar Chase was the Fred Blitnikoff Award winner this past season. Terrace Marshall caught 13 touchdowns. Thaddeus Moss, the son of NFL legendary wide receiver Randy Moss, who coined the term, you just got most. Thaddeus Moss was a bad man. And then you had Clyde edwards elaire at running back, a 1,000-yard rusher. And on top of that, LSU had the best offensive line in the country this past season that won the, that won the Joe Moore Award. So... Joe Burrow had help all across the board. He got the destiny's child treatment. LSU catered to him. They catered to him. They made sure nothing was out of place. Nothing was done wrong. Everything was in fine, working, unison. So just because so just like two ahead playmakers, two ahead dudes, Joe Burrow had dudes. And uh, something that people are not talking enough about and it needs to be stressed, and it needs to be discussed, is the adaptability of Tua Tonga People do not talk about that enough. This young man went through three different sets of offensive coordinators and still found a way to make it work. Most guys keep their primary offensive coordinator throughout their careers. Some guys may have a switch or two in the process, but two, I had three different sets of coordinators now. He already has the tough, hard-nosed, disciplined, butt-chewing coaching that comes from the head man, Nick Saban. And then, uh, you know, 2017, uh, he starts off with Brian Dable, of whom did not want to coach college football, wanted to coach in the NFL, but had to come down to coach college ball. And all to it is, was throw for 11 touchdowns off the bench, including three of a national championship game against Georgia and won the game 26-23 to 23 in overtime. Then the very next season, you move away from Dable and you bring in the combination of Mike Knoxley, Josh Gaddis, with Dan Eno sprinkled in as quarterback coach, and Tonga Valoa explodes, becomes the fourth 3,000-yard quarterback of a Nick Saban era, 3,966 passing yards, 48 total touchdowns, 43 of those passing. He set single-season school records in all three of those categories. Is the Heisman finalist, or Heisman runner-up, a consensus All-American, helps the team win an SEC championship. And if not for injuries, he would have played the entire SEC title game and would have won Alabama into a national championship. And then the very next year, he has Steve Sarkeesian as the OC. And prior to An ankle injury against Tennessee and a hip injury against Mississippi State, the guy's on a tear. He has 2,840 passing yards, 33 touchdowns to three picks. And if not for those injuries, we're talking about a potential second consecutive national championship and possibly a Heisman Trophy. So if you look at this, if you remove injuries from Tua's resume, and I understand injuries suck. We hate them. We can't stand them. But guess what? It's part of the game of football. It's cotton. It's the fabric of life here. Sometimes you can't escape injuries. But if not for injuries, do y'all not recognize Tua would have won a national championship with three different offensive coordinators? Has that ever happened in college football? I don't think so. I will fact check that, but that's, that's crazy. He would have won... A national championship with three different offensive coordinators. And on top of that, if not for injuries, I thoroughly believe that Tua would have been the first player since Archie Griffin of Ohio State to have two Heisman trophies. If not for injuries, this would have been the most decorative winningest, clutch quarterback in the history of Alabama football. People are not talking enough about the adaptability of Tua Tagovailoa. There were some situations where, in Tua's career, Alabama looked broke, busted, and disgusted, and it was like you were singing, take me to the king. And Tua still found a way to make it look good. Tua still found a way to make it look sexy. Tua still found a way to make it look productive. No offense to Joe Burrow, but guys, it took one Man to take Burrow from being a sixth round guy in 2018. Because in 2018, uh, LSU had uh, Clyde Edwards-Elaine. It had Justin Jefferson. It had Jamar Chase. It had Terrace Marshall. Steve Ensminger was still the offensive coordinator, and LSU only won, what, nine games? And Joe Burrow had 16 touchdowns to five picks, didn't even crack 3,000 yards, didn't even score one single point against Alabama. It took one man, Joe Brady to take Burrow from being a sixth-round guy to being the number one overall pick, potentially. You almost have to wonder, is it Burrow or is it the system? With Tua, you don't have to wonder it. He had Brian Dable, balled out. He had the mixture of Loxley, Enos, and Gattis, balled out. He had Steve Sarkeesian, balled out. It's not the system. It is 100% Tua Tonga-Maloa. With Burrow, you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get the Burrow that threw for 60 touchdown passes this past season, or are you going to get the Burrow that threw for 15, 16 touchdowns in 2018? You really don't know. As good as he is, as talented as he is, you really don't know. People are not talking about the adaptability of Tua. He can work in any given circumstance, and for the one time the coaching carousel or the coaching turnover made sense and helped Alabama, it was Tua Tangavangoa. because he was able to make do with everything that was thrown his way. So to Eric Crocker over here, Tua had dudes, but guess what? Joe Burrow had dudes, and I don't think Joe Burrow was able. To, Joe Burrow did not have to do the adaptability that Tua did, and having that ability to adjust, adapt, improve on the fly, and still make things go well, check mark the Tua in that regard. But folks, that's gonna do it here for this edition of shows in my own words, the podcast. How to show on the streets, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. For Your iPhone, if you're rocking Team Apple, you can get that from the iPhone app store. Google Play Store, if you happen to have the Android phone, other podcast options are iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio, we got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return next week to continue the conversation that is Alabama football, but as always, I leave you with my favorite three things. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, be good to your husbands. Children, be sure you're getting those chores done and finding ways legitimately to not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. And until next time, folks, this has been In My Own Words. Alabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for watching Touchdown Alabama Magazine's YouTube channel. To continue to get the best of the Alabama football content, subscribe here and turn on your notifications to stay connected with the hottest shows covering your Crimson Tide.